Hello, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in to the Two and Two podcast. This month, uh, I'm joined by our new worship pastor, Aaron Hoskins, instead of Blake Switzer. So I, I'm, I'm already feeling better about having a new new person sitting next to me. Aaron. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for being with us this month. I know our uh, uh, listeners are excited to hear your heart and, and you know, just to, to give a different uh, venue and opportunity for uh, you to share a little bit, you know, I know people get to see you week in and week out um, on stage, and, and you do a great job of sharing a lot of your heart, but, um, you know, this is another avenue to to maybe get to know yeah. some people a little bit better without them being directly right in front of you, exactly. but uh, so I'm excited for people to get to know you as well as I've gotten to know you, and, and so I've really enjoyed building a friendship and, and getting to know you, but most importantly, too, just hearing your heart for the Lord and hearing your heart for worship and um, just seeing uh, the impact and the influence that you've already had on so many people in a short amount of time here. Um, but to start off, I would just love to hear a little bit of your your testimony, your call uh, to the Lord, your call to ministry. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty simple story. Uh, I grew up in a home... I mean, I feel like my story is just a story of God's grace, yeah. really. It is... I grew up in a home knowing about Jesus, and it was easy to believe that I had a Heavenly Father that loved me because my parents just loved me so well. And so it was easy just to believe that there was a God in Heaven who Mm -hmm. uh, wanted the best for me. And so I still remember the day that I uh, just chose to accept Jesus as Savior and wanted to follow Him. Uh, And I was like in kindergarten, and I made that choice. And of course, when you're a kid, you know, or when you're a parent now, as as I am now, you uh, you're starting to wonder at times. Okay, are they as your kid like accepting Jesus just to make you happy, or right. is this for them? Yeah. So they asked a friend of theirs just to kind of ask me some questions, and he came back and said, "Yeah, he knows what he's doing. That his faith is his own." And from there, it was just growing up in a home that was very musical, uh, and listened to. I mean, for all you Dallas-Fort Worth people, KLTY was always jamming in the house at the time, and so all of the early contemporary Christian music of, you know, a Michael W. Smith or a Sandy Patty who came before him. So Natalie's favorite is Sandy Patty. (laughs) Yeah, Like, she loves Sandy Patty. Yeah, Larnell Harris and the whole whole bit right now. Um, And so grew up in that. So that was a lot of just my early influences, um, growing up in student ministry and, um, uh, with a friend of mine, we started our youth ministry, uh, uh actually met a, a gal on, uh, who actually goes to, uh, Gateway, uh, her name is Emily. Hi, Emily, if you're listening to this. Um, and she was telling me that she, uh, attended Irving Bible Church, but that was the church that I grew up in as okay. a student. And a friend of mine started, um, we, he and I started the student ministry band, so I kind of cut my teeth on what it means to lead yeah. uh, for students and uh, continued on to Texas A&M where I went to uh, Grace Bible Church. And it was really under the discipleship there of the worship pastor and the college pastor that I that God seeded that idea of what it might mean to uh, do ministry as a career. Mm-hmm. I had a desire to... Um, uh, really probably chased the Nashville recording uh, yeah. world. But at the same time, I wanted to be a family guy and just quickly realized I didn't have the, I guess, the the ambition, I guess is really the word, to do what it takes. Uh, and so I, I really felt like, okay, after a while of just thinking and praying and opportunities that came and went, that Nashville uh, was not the path 
for me, but I didn't want, you know, going to lead worship to be a fallback plan either. And so interesting that you say what was the calling yeah. to ministry, because I know that people throw that term around um, just to slap, God, uh, slap, slap God's approval, stamp right. of approval on whatever they choose to do. Yeah. And for me, it was for me, it was something that I really was asking God, like, what is what what is your heart for my life? What have you gifted me for? What have what are the opportunities that you've brought my way that I'm just not seeing? Um, so when I returned from Texas A&M and, and interned at Irving Bible Church, just kind of asking these questions, um, God was just really kind to me. And um, in one of the services that I was happening to lead at Irving Bible Church for the the main uh, their main services, it was actually during their fourth service at, on Sunday evening when I was um, singing um, a, a song written by Charlie Hall. Um, it was called Single-Minded. All of life comes down to just one thing, and that's to know you, Jesus, and make you known. And up to that point, I'd sung that song already three times before that, and nothing you know, uh, magnificent happened in service. But it was during that fourth service, and I was just struck by the... Um, just the privilege that it was for me as a musician, as a leader in that moment to simply play the piano, have a a background vocalist who made me sound 10 times better than I really was at the time. And we're singing this and I'm here, the voice of probably a thousand plus people singing that phrase uh, to, to know you, Oh Jesus, and make you known. And I'm leading them. And it was in that space. I just felt the Holy spirit just give a deep, deep impression of my heart this is why you were created. Yeah. Um, and it was less than three months later that my first opportunity to serve as a worship pastor full-time came on the radar yeah. and I've been doing that 17, 18 years now yeah. ever since. So. Well, it's it's interesting. I, w- I want to dig into Irving Bible Church for a little yeah. bit because when I was early on in ministry, um, you know, I shared this this past Sunday as I was preaching, but my, my first full-time position was in Denton, Texas at a... a church called Southmont Baptist Church, and uh, it didn't have a real big, thriving, like, young adult ministry. It had, mm-hmm. like, a college ministry, but I'd graduated, and I felt weird still being in that, and so just, I, w- I didn't necessarily know where my fit was going to be, um, so I started trying out different areas that had young adult gatherings, and Irving Bible Church at the time yep. had a pretty significant uh, young adult ministry and a young adult worship night. Mm-hmm. I think it was on Tuesday evenings. I think so, too. Uh, and so I used to, I went to that for... Um, several months mm. uh, as I would make my way to Fort Worth for seminary and mm. um, you know trying to find community that I couldn't necessarily yeah. find in the church that I was serving at. And so in that couple of months, Irving Bible Church was really significant to me because it was recommended that I also look into a ministry called BSF. Mm-hmm. And I started going to BSF because somebody at Irving Bible mm. uh, recommended BSF. And so I started doing that in Fort Worth. That's awesome. So it'd be pretty neat. I, I might've been in there while Who you knows, were leading man. worship sometime. <laughs> <No man>. idea. <laughs> yeah. That, that's awesome. Well, and I just, it, it's pretty neat when, when the Lord kind of captivates your heart uh, to do something. And um, even when he captivates your heart, that can kind of manifest itself into several different avenues. Um, and then it's neat when God reveals his path. Yeah. And I'm very thankful that it revealed your path to worship ministry and, and yeah. to getting to know your family and, oh, and all that. It's I love like it. it's it's God's hands for sure been on you mm. and and working through you. And we're very blessed to be able to to see that. And um so just now like 17, 18 years later, mm. still doing worship ministry. Who are some of your biggest influence now that, mm. that you've you've been in the game for a little while? Mm. Um who are who are some of the people that impact you now um that that help uh 
uh, keep you fresh and, and, and yeah. keep moving forward. Some of my um, biggest influences are um, have, have come out of uh, a ministry that I've partnered with for probably five or six years now called Worship Circle. Yeah. Um, and it's a ministry designed to just encourage and build up worship leaders when, as worship leaders, it could be a lonely road uh, in ministry and a unique one. Um, and so it's its ministry is designed to uh, stir up the worship leaders in the church to not just be that, but also pastors and to right. shepherd people and not just get up and execute a song, but to lead them on a journey that connects uh, an individual in the seats, their heart to Jesus in that song, and to not just get up and sing a song, expect that to be the, the job. And the so what the leader and the founder of the ministry, Todd Fields, is a major influence on my cool. ministry. Um, a friend of mine who's also a coach with that same ministry, Charlie Hall, um, he's been a big source of helping me shepherd the flock and think uh, spiritually and theologically as I am leading and not just uh, singing the latest and greatest tune. Um, the passion and enthusiasm of Meredith Andrews, uh, um, uh, as she has uh, just inspired me to, to, be, uh, to give my whole heart to what I'm doing and to let my face and my posture, my body language actually convey the same message that I'm singing. Um, she's definitely been a big source of inspiration for me there. Um, and then uh, a lot of just the the various church ministries. I mean, gosh, now there seems like there's a church on every corner that's right. writing and recording songs. But lately, um, the songs uh, that have been coming out of Red Rocks Worship has really ministered a lot to me. Um, and... Uh, kind of giving me thoughts and lanes to think in, and hopefully we'll be uh, inter introducing some uh, yeah. new Gateway Originals at some point soon. So That's awesome. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And I, and I think just, just mentioning Gateway and you being here for a short amount of time now and even joining through the holidays, like I can't imagine, <laughs> you know, getting ready for Christmas right away, and, and you just, it, it seemed like you'd been here <laughs> a long time. You knew our culture. You knew what would, <laughs> would work. and. And so I know it's a lot of hard work and a lot of effort. Yeah, I walk but. Christmas. I would not if you're if you're listening and you're you know wondering if you should dive into worship ministry. I would not recommend doing <laughs> right before Christmas when everybody's uh, individual sense of nostalgia and what Christmas yeah. looks like. You could ruin that really fast. So thankfully, I still have a job so after Christmas. <laughs> Colin and I were talking about this with your son Caden because uh, he he was mentioning that man it was really you know. It was, crazy for dad to kind of start mm -hmm. right, right before Christmas. And then Colin goes, well, it's funny. I started the week before a mission trip. And then oh, I started yeah. reminiscing, like, I came a week before summer camp yep. as the, the student pastor. I was like, I think all three of us made some... Yeah, we some just got thrown into the deep end Incredible timing there <laughs> on, our, on our start dates. Um, but just a, a little bit about Gateway and you being here and, and um, you know, us getting to see your heart a little bit. And, you know, I get to see it because of staff meetings mm -hmm. and being with you a little bit more. Um, but what is your heart for, for worship here at Gateway? Like, what, what, uh, what do you want to see the Lord do uh, through and in our people? Mm -hmm. Man, that's a loaded question. It is. Because I, I'm still trying to unpack, like, God, give me a vision for the people beyond just what you can, can glean yeah. by being here for just a couple of months. But I would just say, for me, I, I, the, the overwhelming sense that I'm getting from the church is there is a, a really deep hunger and thirst for encounters with God corporately, yeah. uh, but not just in the gathering, but also individually, as I've 
had to, uh, the privilege of talking to a lot of people in the church, just their stories. There is a hunger and a thirst to grow and to, to not just grow for the sake of knowledge, but to really follow Jesus, to actually be a real disciple and to, um, uh, to use the words of like John Mark Comer, apprentice mm-hmm. yeah. under him. And for me, what my heart for worship is to, um, my heart for all of Gateway really is to set a table in such a way that um, is it stirs them to, to think more critically about how God really does love them. And kind of my, I've been saying this to the, the team particularly, that I'm, I'm trying to be faithful and lead in songs in such a way that it just wakes people up yeah. from their slumber. Um, I know that like, and I'm not talking like 8 a.m., hey, we're in first service and we're tired. <laughs> I'm talking about an over-familiarity with Christianity right. that it has deadened our senses to the the God that is vibrant and alive yeah. and wanting their attention. And so I'm trying to do songs and share stories and be vulnerable and platform to um, move people out of a, a space of just um, apathy, really. Like they're, they're just, they're kind of been going through the motions and trying to wake them up to a point of like, man, what God and what the gospel demands of my life is more than just easy believing. And then I've got my ticket in and I can live how I want to. I, my whole life now is Jesus's right. and I want to follow and obey and the songs and the words that are out of that space really just constantly remind us of our position mm-hmm. that he's God and I'm not. That's right. And uh, to take the words of yeah. Steve, uh, the evangelist that came at Thirst Conference, and yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, being in a place where we're not trying to take the Godship away from God mm-hmm. and back into our hands again, but to surrender and to stir. And so, yeah, I, I would love to see Gateway. Um, and I think they are. They're already beginning to be moved and stirred and awake. And I want to see what is already a very multi-generational uh, and even multicultural community mm-hmm. really just become alive to where in that room, it, the room feels electric. Yeah. I, that's what I want for Sunday morning experiences, that it feels when people walk in, they feel like there's something is either about to happen mm-hmm. or is happening in their midst yeah. in that that is Holy Spirit at work in that yeah. space. So well, and I just I love that, and I was even reminded this past Sunday as you you led a, a very familiar um, hymn and mm-hmm. rearranged, and then then uh, some new lyrics mm-hmm. added to it. I was just I, I was uh, reminded just how significant even old hymns and our our contemporary worship songs that we will do they paint a picture of the personality of God and His character. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of them do that really well. Mm-hmm. And just to see how the Lord can connect with us through music, yeah. um, and He has forever, mm-hmm. um, it is such an impactful thing. And I think that even this past Sunday, just being reminded of that in worship um, was, was something really stirring mm. for me. Um, and you presented that and taught it mm-hmm. really well to us. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that was familiar and new at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, was so palatable, yeah. um, and it was really, really well done. Thank you. Um, and so, but with that being said, just uh, uh, want people in the room to to feel something is going to happen, and know the Holy Spirit is there, and that God's uh, with us. Um, you know, somebody that's not involved in worship ministry with you, like it's not in, in on the stage singing, playing piano, or not in the sound booth, running lights, mm-hmm. or the 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 uh, the soundboard. How can we, just people that walk in and, and uh, 
you're leading us in worship. How can we best support you, best support your team uh, when it comes to the the worship ministry? Yeah, um, I could I could say what is low hanging fruit answers, which mm-hmm. and it do, I don't mean to be trite when I say that prayer is is something that I believe to be very powerful and meaningful. And say so, yeah, pray for the worship ministry of the ch- at Gateway particularly that that we're leading from a place of having been with God and not we're not. Uh, copying and pasting ourselves, but we're we're really abiding with Jesus. I would say that's first and foremost. But more than that, I would say um, I, I take that back. Not more than prayer, because I mean prayer is very <laughs> yeah. important. But you know what I mean. Like yeah. I would say, it's something that's also as effective is and is equally encouraging and supportive is each person's own individual engagement um, in a particular worship service, like. I can't tell you how, I mean, even this past Sunday, I looked out and there are still vast majority of names I don't know, but faces that are starting to look familiar. Mm -hmm. And when I am watching them engage the Father in worship in a way that looks immensely personal to them, um, I find it, I find myself and I know my team is encouraged um, to continue to enter in and to continue to lead out of that, of their own place because we're watching the church respond. And so um, how how do we feel supported? It's not so much that you're supporting us to make us feel good. Right. That's not where my heart is or the yeah. teams. But I think the the desire is um, that we all enter in together. Yep. And I would love to see, and it is encouraging, the mm-hmm. effect is a, a supporting effect, though it's a byproduct of yeah. when, 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 you know, I'm going to pick a random name, Susan Smith walks into service, my heart for Susan is that she listens and responds to the Word of God appropriately. Right. And so if that means for Susan that she's lifting up her hands and singing, uh, then I, that's going to mean something to all of us on the platform yeah. and in the booth when they yeah. see a church moved yeah. and responding to the greatness of who God is. Um, and so we're the things that we do on platform, we're going to try things in the coming years that are, again, just designed to take everybody and their unique wirings right one little step closer yep. to engagement uh, because that is what I feel like as a church that's what we're there to do mm-hmm. is we're there to receive the word of God but also respond to him in worship and when we're singing and we're listening to scriptures and we're praying together like I think God wants and invites our attention and our affection and again that whole idea of slumber and sleepiness like I think there's a degree that we as Christians need to wake up yeah, and engage do. again and not just go through uh, religion mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning, but something that's active because our God is active and yep. alive. Yeah. Um, and I think um, he is, he deserves that. I think um, he, he expects that. Yep. Um, and so that's how they, they can engage is both prayer, but also it. just uh, engagement themselves. Yeah. Well, and I, I think there's, way. There's, you know, the encouragement that I want our people to always know is like their influence matters Mm -hmm. and their relationship with the Lord matters. Mm -hmm. And I think there's, there's places that that gets put on display at a Mm -hmm. a different level. And I think in the worship service is, and so like an example of that is I come home often and my son Caleb will be very locked into watching YouTube Yeah, and he won't even notice I'm in the room. Mm -hmm. Caden will notice I'm in the room and he'll scream dad. Mm-hmm. And run up and you know give mm-hmm. me a hug. 
Caden, Caleb sees Caden's influence that the father's in the room mm. and then he runs over and gives me a so hug. So good. And so I, I think that that influence to point other people to yes. that throne and to that relationship with God, it can't be discounted. Right. And that was something for me. It's like I, I was having trouble uh, conveying that. It's like I don't want to just tell people to raise their hands in worship or I don't want to just tell people, here, get on your knees. This is a time to pray. Like I want the Holy Spirit to work. Yes. And he's and the Holy Spirit is is at work. Um, but we also can't discount the influence that the Lord's given us in that place yeah. and to put our relationship with God on display. And to piggyback on that, the idea that sometimes there are, and I've gotten the sense that there's just a lot of grief and suffering that's mm-hmm. happening even in our own midst. Yeah. And so sometimes like you, that may not necessarily be you, but you can sing and engage for the person that's next to you. Absolutely. And it is worship is not solely like I'm closing my eyes and I'm blotting out everyone around me. Mm-hmm. You're also, you are engaging with the father. He is the object of your worship, but you don't do that in a silo. You're doing it also in the presence of brothers and sisters Right. Who may who may have done all they can do just to be there in the room, yeah. and so the the more engaged that we are out of that place that's genuine mm-hmm. and not contrived, not manufactured, right? But it's genuine. That really can also you in the seats can also lead, be a worship leader for the person next to you that's sitting down and just can is just numb because yeah. life has thrown them. But that might be enough to help them wake up. A friend of mine, uh, Charlie, tells a story where he was just feeling pretty burned out in ministry and was sitting in the back and, and he was just saying like, um, I, I was sitting in the back listening, uh, it was a Sunday off from him leading worship and he, um, he was listening to, and they had their church community had a lot of, um, like foot traffic that would come through. And there was a particular homeless individual that came in sitting in the back listening, um, definitely had alcohol on his breath. Mm-hmm. Um, but he started, uh, singing, uh, just the songs that were in the room and was singing off key and it wasn't pretty, but the voice of this man who was responding to who God was in that room, homeless, not knowing his story was what was stirred up uh, what was sleeping in Charlie in that moment, that day to go, look, man, whatever you're carrying, if this, if this man with his story and his bag, baggage and background can respond, so can you. Yeah. And it kind of pulled him out of that headspace and that's that's the impact that the gathered community can have right. when you're just singing about how awesome God is. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we're just going to brag about Him, and mm-hmm. we do that with our worship and, mm-hmm. and with our lives outside of that worship I mean, center as well. If you want to, if you want me to paint a vision, it would be that we are as a community of faith so close to Jesus' heels in our fellowship mm-hmm. to Him that. Throughout the whole week, we're doing that. That's just our our discipleship, our abiding. Yep. That when we come in on Sunday, it is just a natural expression of what's been happening all week. And so, anyone who might be new and what and a guest to the to, to our community, they'll walk in and they'll feel something's really special about yep. what's happening. And that's that's my heart to see. And it. I'm gonna do my best to cultivate yeah. uh, as unto the Lord. So. That's great. That's great. Well, Aaron, thank you again for joining me on the two and two podcast uh, this month. I hope you're as encouraged to get to know Aaron as much as I've been, uh, continue to pray for his family as they're, they're settling in and putting mm-hmm. down, uh, new roots. But again, you can listen to the two and two podcast each month. Make sure you, uh, listen on Spotify, Apple podcasts, all that good stuff, hit the notification bells, get all the, the alerts and all that good stuff. And we will see you next month.